Submission or surrender? Which one comes first in healing our hearts and rooting out the nature of the sin that seems to cling on and resurface over and over again? How do we truly heal? How do we truly cut out and prune that sin from our life? I speak about this more right now as dawn has come and gone and I find myself alone in bed as my husband is somewhere, not home knowing very well that he has stumbled again in his flesh and chasing a filling through a substance to numb feelings, pain, fear, insecurity, you name it. Whatever emotion is trying to get his attention, the lies of the enemy tell him to cover it. So some words I received today that really had helped minister and give me hope, remind me of God's truths. And I I decided to write a bit about it because in the midst of living with and loving an addict, being a Jesus freak, (laughs) trusting and loving God, hearing from him and desiring so much to please my heavenly father I battle with my flesh and my weariness in this journey but I am filled today tonight as I write and journal about some thoughts and I just wanted to share it so we can't lose hope and must remember God's word and his truths to us I know that I must cling to every word of God and the hope that he poured into my heart by providing a glimpse of his plan for our marriage. He showed me my husband and myself in our later years with a bit of gray in our hair on a stage in front of a large crowd just talking and sharing our dirty laundry that we try to keep secret for so long. And shame was used to keep our testimony quiet. Fear of judgment. Fear of hurting my husband and how people would see him kept me quiet for a long time and I would journal and write and record these podcasts as my way of healing through and getting out all that's inside of me and working through the pain with God knowing he wants to use every bit of it to minister to others and bring him glory so continuing on I know that the vision was something the Lord knew I needed. He knew he is loving and he he knew the steps I I was to take. He knew the trials I would face. And I feel so blessed that he 
cared enough to show me a little bit of a reward to keep me going when I just feel consumed by the fire around me. That vision was my hope, my water, the living water that kept me going. Through many tears today, just reflecting on the past couple days as my husband fell in darkness and deception by the enemy. I see him broken and I see that with every trial he faces is drawing him closer to understanding the nature of his father, his heavenly father. He is doing surgery on his heart and I have said I surrendered him into God's hands and I cannot interfere and be in the way. So I'll I'm grateful for that vision that he's given me. I know that Michael and I will be able to look back one day grateful for this trial because not only did it draw us closer, but most importantly, it was the starting point of truly pruning the sin and lies that were so deeply rooted in my husband's heart. Like weeds that are only being treated at the surface They appear to be dead, but in truth, with the roots still left intact, the withered weed on the surface gives us false hope, and it seems almost easy, and we may not work as hard at really uprooting our sin. So when the roots maintain their hold on the soil, sucking up all the life it can in order to regrow, the weed will return stronger and it will return. Such is the nature of the spiritual battle of cleaning house of sin in one's life. But failing to get to the root which requires surrender and submission to God, His authority, and being obedient to the Holy Spirit's prompting, humbly submitting to God and surrendering our will with his will. This starts a spiritual surgery on our hearts, filling that hole within us that was there from birth. The Bible speaks of original sin, that we are born sinful by nature, and it is only through the blood of Jesus Christ that we can be cleansed, that we are reborn in the spirit. That sin, when it's left, will fester and consume and destroy so many lives. And God desires to take that out of our hearts. But even in that sinful state, he still loves us. And the great deception of the enemy is to make us believe, one, that we are not worthy. That Jesus' blood is not enough. That our sins are just too great to be forgiven. And we live in condemnation, guilt, shame, and we just surrender to the sin. 
we surrender to giving up on our relationship with Jesus. And it's just so sad when that happens. And I refuse to let that be our testimony. Or it would be my testimony. Having had lost a battle for my husband is not God's promise to me, to us. I know he is victorious. And I hold fast to his truth. I say that sin is, it's in all of us and we're forgiven when we receive Jesus and that's it. That's all we have to do is just receive Jesus and his forgiveness and he grooms us and cleans us and teaches us and We go through the sanctification process. And if we choose to be eager students, he continues to feed us and nurture us and speak to us more and louder. And it brings such joy to his heart to see his children hungering and chasing after his truth and true life and sharing that with the lost, the broken so that they may know and have and receive eternal life the living water that quenches the soul he also wrote that our trauma that our families create can enlarge this, this gaping hole within us that most try to cover or fill or ignore or heal it. And the only way that results in life is to have that hole healed. The hole was meant to be filled by God and nothing more. Everyone has this inner desire to find purpose and fulfillment in life, but most roads leave a person emptier than full. It's ingrained in our DNA to be drawn to a creator, our creator, for he holds every atom in our body together, believer or not. And I want him to rule over all of me, to hold me together with his heavenly glue and glorious healing love and mercy. And to truly treat the sin in our life that is repetitive and persistent requires God the Holy Spirit the prayers of his saints to battle the principalities taking territory of a believer's heart these strongholds have mastered their art of deception warfare and often cunningly disguise their voice and mimic the voice of those that truly love the person that is suffering and under attack. And in my case, my voice. The enemy uses my voice to speak lies to my husband. 
become his enemy. The one that truly loves him. And I know that God purposely put us together so that I can love him through this to be his earthly helper to overcome so that he can be the man after God's own heart so that he may be the man God is fashioning him to become. And I know that this is all part of the journey and I can't grow weary I have to stand firm on his truth and I do I do I truly do so although today was a lot of ups and downs and emotional turmoil I see hope I hear hope in his voice and I am going to cling to my Lord and Savior for he gives me strength he has given me peace he has given me all that he possibly could and I just have to stand on it believe in it and continue to trust setting aside my flesh and lies that the world tells you that we deserve this and we deserve that you deserve to be treated this way or that way I'm not part of this world I am just a sojourner I'm just passing through and my counselor is God and no one else because I know the decisions I make just don't make sense to them and They can't understand unless they have been in the same shoes I am in. But more so, it's a personal relationship with Christ. And he has guided me and instructed me to be still, to have faith, to trust him, that he has overcome and he has and will I would live in the he will bring healing in my marriage but he knows he has already done it and we stand now in victory we stand in victory